All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot more to talk about today. It's not only us talking about Dragon Ball Super Broly for the nth time. Today, I'm going to talk about something else for the nth time. <laughs> today, we're going to try to keep something simple, then go into another discussion for the time being. As it so happens, you may not know this, or you may know, Venom has topped the second weekend box office. Wow. That's amazing. Venom had obviously had some um, competition from A Star is Born and The First Man. And I really didn't expect Venom to win the second weekend as well. I knew it could win, but at the same time I was kind of skeptical, thinking that Venom does have a few big enemies on the road. It has like a Star is Born, which I thought if it has some good reception, it can actually topple Venom. But it seems like people are more interested in Venom. And I thought that the first man could actually be a big uh, competitor. Seems like maybe not. I mean, again, first man is mostly a uh, Oscar sort of movie. So, yeah, it's not expected to get so much at the box office. But at least we expected some good show. I mean, with this kind of show, this movie might actually drop faster out of the box office than <laughs> Emoji Movie. That's a bad thing to say. So, congrats to Venom. Venom dropped actually less than 60%, which is usually the norm for superhero movies. Believe it or not, at first it was estimated that it would fall for 70%. 70% would have been awful. Instead, this movie dropped much less with 58. Not even 60, 58. Really respectable. 35 million in the second weekend box office. Makes me proud. The movie so far has sold 384 million, I think. Maybe right now it's getting closer to 400 mil. Now, is it a win for Venom to have 400 mil? Hells yes. But I expect more of this movie. 400 mil is definitely a win for Venom, but if they want to see how much people like Venom, especially overseas, I think mm, 600 is the best. If they get 600, they already have a win. And why am I saying this, that 600 is good? And is it not a little bit too much? No. Mamma Mia had 50 million budget and it sold very close to 700 mil. So I don't think that 100 million budget superhero movie uh, is unreasonable for it to reach 600 mil. Even though if it does, still lower than Mamma Mia. Uh, however, I hope that the movie keeps on selling. And this kind of 60% drop and things like that, that's... Usually, it's not important anymore because they keep selling for some reason. Black Panther also had a drop, but it kept, it kept going on. Incredibles did, kept going on. Avengers kept going on. And they usually keep on going. So we can expect Venom to drop maybe... Uh, domestically, I'm expecting it to stop at 250. 250... Mill is the place it will stop. In the first weekend, the second weekend, both combined, we can say that it sold more than 100 mil so far. 
but I'm saying that the best case scenario, 250 is the last place it will stop. Is it going a little bit too far to expect Venom to sell 250? Yeah, it is, but still, it's a high benchmark that it should go. It wouldn't be that difficult. Many movies that become a franchise sell more than enough domestically to warrant a return. So if Venom is not able to even surpass 200, then my God, this movie is not going to get a sequel. So let's hope that it does surpass 200 and stops with 250. I'm not sure it'll get to 250. It may get to 230 at most. But if it gets to 250, that's a milestone for this movie. And by the way, let's just keep our fingers crossed. I'm sure it can break that barrier. Maybe it might be too much. Now, let's get on to the gaming side of things. Let's get on to Assassin's Creed Black Ops 4. These days, it seems like critics don't know what they're talking about or they're getting paid to talk about it. Something that is fishy recently, in this year very much, is how critics keep giving good scores to games that otherwise have terrible user scores. It's seriously something concerning. So far, it seems that if, some, if you want to buy a game, you don't have to look at critic score, but go look at the user scores. That seems to be way more accurate. User scores usually come from people who don't take any money to be nice or give them high scores, but usually from fans who will destroy that game if it's bad. Believe me, I saw that NBA 2K18 had good critic score, but on the side of user score, it had won. That was really concerning. I read them, and after my own experiences, I can say with confidence that yes, they're right. The fact that it takes so much money from you to make your character look good, or you have to grind so much till you actually get to 65 at the first, it's just way too much. So... Not one, but I agree that this kind of a business plan is terrible to keep getting money for your character to be better. I mean, in FIFA, the same thing goes as well with the foot pack and things like that. But this is a whole other level. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'm not going to dwell that much on that. But it seems like uh, if we all remember Battlefront 2 had good critic score but terrible user score. Of course, that critic score also fell, mainly because they were deceived. But now it seems it's the same case with Battle, Battle, uh, sorry, Black Ops 4 and uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Odyssey currently has a 5 out of 10 review user score. It's not good. 5 is really low. Most common complaint after all this time, especially on Steam is the fact that people think the game is not really an Assassin's Creed game. I'm inclined to believe that. After seeing so many gameplay streams and things like that, it doesn't feel exactly like an Assassin's Creed game, but more like a game that is RPG in its nature, rather than action-adventure. So, I think it's warranted. 5 for Assassin's Creed Odyssey is definitely warranted from users. However, it's getting high scores from critics. I'm not saying that Ubisoft paid them off, 
but I'm saying that critics usually don't look at these things from a fan's perspective. They don't think like, well, we have to spend our hard-earned cash to buy a game that may or may not be worth it. They get those games for free. So I don't think that, for example, IGN can tell me that this game is worth it because I'll be telling them that, hey, it's not. You get it for free. I have to pay 60 bucks, and given where I live, I have to pay way much more. So I'm not gonna. If I'm gonna have to pay like 120 bucks instead of 60 to play this game and it's not worth it, I'm not gonna do that. I can play better games. I actually paid, I think you guys remember when I talked about Spider-Man, I did get a great deal to pay for it. Though prices sort of dropped. But still, it counts. I played it, I had a lot of fun. So when it comes to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm really on the fence about buying it. If it comes to a good price, maybe, yeah, I will buy it. But if not, I'm not. That's a thing. So I'm actually going to look more into the user scores of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This is the last update I'm going to do on that because it seems that it's lamented right now. On Steam, many people are against the game. They're saying that the whole microtransaction thing destroys it. The whole fact that the game, um, game's future storyline has nothing to do with anything else. And that the whole story is just bogus. And gameplay-wise, many people complain that there's nothing different. Although I don't, expe- I don't expect it to be different, mainly because Origins and Odyssey were developed at the same time. So far, that guy who spilled some leaks about this new trilogy is on the spot about everything. Good job, whoever that guy was. I actually saved the pages where he talked about this games. And I'm afraid that he might be right. That with the third game, we will be getting a reboot. And it won't be a full-fledged RPG. Let's just hope that is not the case. Let's hope that Ubisoft changes mind. Though very unlikely. So yeah, I'm not going to dwell too much on the Assassin's Creed Odyssey front. However, it does pain me to see that. Um, But again, it seems really weird by Ubisoft to do something like this. To suddenly, you know, um, just going ahead and do so many drastic changes for no reason other than the fact that its series, its its main series, is not selling well anymore. Kind of weird. But not out of the realm of possibility. Also, the people who killed Splinter Cell. Now, let's talk about another game I just mentioned, Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4 also isn't getting any good reviews. As I'm telling you this thing, Black Ops 4's review scores are really weird. I don't understand them. Why? The game... As far as I know, wasn't supposed to have its servers activated until the day of release. I don't know if critics got to play it sooner, but for some reason, 13 uh, publications gave this game a score on the second day of release and some on the first day. So definitely weird for an online game to get this kind of review that fast. How? Right now, it has 27 critical scores. Its score is 86. 
of course is a great score especially for a Call of Duty game given recent years uh, but then take a look at this thing the user score is 5 damn <laughs> another one so basically it's either overwhelmingly positive out of spite of people giving it 0 or overwhelmingly negative giving it 0 there are some people who are in between, but those are the guys who I actually wanted to read the reviews since they seem to be more reasonable than these two groups. But what do they say about the game? Why, why is the gaming community so angry recently? They're not wrong, by the way. Microtransaction is something that's ruining games. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is a multiplayer-only game with only single-player missions called Specialists that so far I heard the shit. They're not fun, they're not good in any sort of way. So, it's a multiplayer only, and it doesn't have any campaign to talk about. Those specialist missions sounds like those missions in Rainbow Six Siege. Those weren't fun either, trust me. So, now I'm confused. Now I'm confused as to um, what exactly is happening here. If this is a multiplayer game only, shouldn't the pricing be much lower? I'm not saying 20 bucks, but 40 bucks at least. So uh, this is this is absolutely weird to see a full price game, and yet again it has microtransactions. Doesn't make sense, does it? It does not. Most people um, have issue with that. That why do we have to pay this much? And yet get a multiplayer-only game that also has microtransactions. We could have made it 40 bucks, and many people would have probably bought some of those microtransactions because at least it's not a full-price game. So there's a problem with Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4 apparently has this problem, and I heard from many, many people online that this game has many issues regarding balance. Some actually posted videos of it. You can actually see a guy wearing a special suit who bought this suit. And it's the guy is unable to kill him, even though that guy who's coming up the ladder and has a big-ass suit on him doesn't have any weapons. And he doesn't die. Holy shit. One of the things I did know Black Ops 4 would run into was the fact that it had microtransactions. And these microtransactions were not emotes or things like that. They were mostly weapons. This is not balance. The whole concept of Battle Royale is to find stuff on the ground by yourself to go kill people. If you can buy them, then this is not Battle Royale. This is cheating. This is like me saying, okay, those are rich people. They have the best guns. These are some poor people. They have no guns. Fight. This is not fair. Those guys have guns. So this balancing issue remains... Then many people have problem with the map, saying that there's not much variety involved, that they all have the same freaking layout. Some other people saying that there are many, many bugs in the game that are basically stupid enough. I've actually seen some of them that were really funny, like a guy <laughs> shooting a rocket launcher that was supposed to be locked onto a helicopter, but somehow went into the head of some other guy. How? <laughs> So, there are many problems. The first problem, like I said, is that people say, why is it full, fully priced while well, it's a multiplayer only? I agree. Two, 
Many people have problem with the fact that the maps don't have that much variety to begin with, and there's not that many maps to begin with. Free, some people commend the game for having so many different modes that are a game in its own rights, but at the same time they say that some of them, even though there are, you know, there are many different modes available, some don't make any difference at all. They're just there. They just have a different name and different map. So it seems like Black Ops 4, in terms of user reviews, is a failure. Just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, given the fact that these days, not a lot of, um, you know, uh, sales numbers is being released, especially by <laughs> these companies, we can't know for sure if they were failures. Given the fact that Call of Duty will still go on regardless, we think that they don't want to say it's a failure. World War II was the biggest failure. I didn't hear much about this game after it got released. And many people complained, even though it tried so many things to be different and yet delivered on none of them for some reason. None of them. <laughs> like, Battlefield Five is doing exactly the things that... World War II Call of Duty wanted to do, but it's weird. Like they said that you have to have health packs to revive yourself and things like that. Yeah, it wasn't available in the game as far as I remember. Maybe it came in the future patches or whatever, but it wasn't then. Battlefield 5 had that in the beta. What do you say to that? Hmm? So that's one. Um, the second thing that was of note is that Battlefield, sorry, Black Ops 4's, I don't know why I keep saying Battlefield instead of Black Ops. <laughs> Black Ops 4's, um, in terms of sales for physical, it was nothing, almost none. And they said the digital sold way more. I don't know if it's a good news or bad news. Good news that digital is getting more traction, and obviously somebody who buys this game wants to... Just have it around. On the other hand, um, not having physical sales is kind of concerning. As much as you want to say that digital sales is good and stuff like that, not a lot of people buy digitally. Still, many people buy physically after all these years. So when they say physically, the game didn't sell that much, but digitally sold so many, they broke records. Something should be noted that this breaking records for digital sales is not that difficult to do in the first place. Because like I said, not many people buy them. When they come out and say we broke records in UK for selling digitally, that's like saying I broke the record of somebody sneezing out hot dogs. It's a non-existent record already. So obviously, yeah, I do have a record no matter what I do. So, I'm not sure if it's a good news or bad news, but as long as I remember, Call of Duty always had great sales. Maybe not in the recent years, but it used to. Modern Warfare 2, anyone? Black Ops 2? Hmm? So, I don't know what to think, other than the fact that it's probably not good. They, they changed the subject very strategically, instead of saying the sales were good or bad, they said the digital ones broke records, just like Ubisoft said that Odyssey broke the records for this generation of Assassin's Creed. And I got a thing like, 
you know, they didn't sell well in the first place in this generation, so, yay, you think? So this is the news for Black Ops 4 and many, many other games. Now let's talk about the other news I heard. WB, Warner Brothers, is probably the craziest company I've ever met. Not only do they do so many good, actually great casting choices, and have many great directors on their side, many great chemistry between the actors, they also cast some terrible people at the roles, and they think that they're being PC, and at the same time, they make some stupid decisions. News came out this morning from Hollywood Reporter and THR, uh, same people, sorry, Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> I want to say another person, I forgot, mixed it up with Hollywood Reporter, Hollywood Reporter is saying that Warner Brothers is moving on from both Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. This is not news exactly, but we heard the same thing almost a month ago when we heard that Henry Cavill was leaving Superman's role and then they kind of said no, that's not the case, not completely. So we're confused again. Back then they said Hollywood Reporter was wrong, now Hollywood Reporter is saying them again. So, we're not sure who to vote for here to say who's right. But there's one thing that I like to say. If Warner Brothers is definitely not making any Superman movies anymore, if they are thinking of putting Henry Cavill away and Ben Affleck, they said they're putting Ben Affleck away because of insurance. Really? I mean... Sure, this guy can be trouble, but the fact that he loves this role and wants to do more should give you an indication that he is willing to be better and not cause trouble. Let's not talk about it. But if Warner Brothers is willing to leave these guys behind, I'm just going to say screw you, Warner Brothers. And I'm not going to support DCEU anymore. It pains me to say this, but you are leaving two of the best actors in the roles to do what exactly? To have more female-driven movies? Screw that. I don't want to see a Supergirl movie without Superman. I don't want to see No Man of Steel 2, when this definitely could have happened. Ant-Man got a sequel. Wonder Woman got a sequel. Man of Steel still doesn't have a sequel. And if you are not sure if Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck are good in their roles, I refer you to Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Just watch that. Then you'll see how amazing Ben Affleck is as Batman and how terrible they made the role in Justice League. But at the same time, Superman was becoming Superman in Justice League. I mean, the next movie we definitely would have had the Superman we always wanted. And this is a process. I agree with Zack Snyder. This is a process. This is not supposed to happen overnight. Especially in our dark world. Zack thinks ahead. That yes, our world is dark. So I'm going to make my characters dark. I agree. But the general consensus, they don't like it. They're like, no, give us the Superman from the get-go. And if he did that, people would be like, why is he so cheery? What the hell? I mean, sure, you can look at some characters in today's world, comics, anime, whatever you have, 
But their world is not as dark as the world that was created in Man of Steel and DCEU. So you can't definitely say that he needed to be cheery from the get-go. However, like I said, DCEU is... I don't know how to say this. In a bad state. I don't know any other words that fit this really complicated situation. Currently, the whole world is against anyone who is not MCU. And I'm inclined to say that MCU is making some bad press for these movies. Venom, DCU, Monster Universe. You just don't see them anymore. They just want to have all the attention to themselves. So, I'm inclined to believe that. Why? I saw some people going in and saying, Oh, look at this. The picture of Aquaman standing next to Shazam. One is cheery. One is very angry. This shows how terrible DCU is. Dude! Ant-Man was a fun movie. Winter Soldier was a dead serious movie. Is that not the same difference? And if you say that this is a bad thing, it's not a bad thing. Every comic book has its own identity. I... I don't even want to get into that. But I say, if Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill both leave their roles, I'm done with DCU. I may watch Aquaman and Shazam, but that's it. And I won't have any hopes for what happens in the future. I'll just look at DCU as something that spits out movies left and right. With solo characters. If they ever announce Justice League, I'm going to boycott that movie. Because... These characters, these actors did their best. So why are you taking the roles away from them? Why are you destroying DC's own trinity? I'm not saying I'm not going to watch the next movies. I will, but not as happy as I would have been. I would definitely watch them. But I won't support it. I won't come out and say that, guys, go watch this movie. Amazing. I'm not going to go like, Wow, I care about DC. No, I don't. It's just like Marvel. I literally don't care about MCU anymore, given how um, people don't seem to notice many problems that it has, like with so many stupid jokes in many tense situations, especially in Infinity War and story problems, all that things. Or the fact that they made Tony Stark always, always be... The face of MCU in everything, every villain, every story. Come on. Enough with Tony. He doesn't do anything in the comics. Yet, he is the reason of many things happening in the movie. Thanos, Ultron, Chitori. God damn it, just let him go already. That's enough of Tony. I had it. But I still watch the movies. I mean... I'm not like, you know, invested in Marvel anymore. I don't look forward to those movies anymore. I just go read some spoilers if there are. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Eh. Because it doesn't excite me anymore. And DCU, this is what you're going to turn many fans into. They're not going to be this excited anymore. They're just going to be like, okay, new stuff. Hmm. Who cares? Alright, thank you for joining us. Today is 16th of October. This is our episode, especially for uh, 16th of October. All the news, everything that happened. 
I hope that you guys uh, had fun listening and uh, see you guys very soon. Today we also have a very special episode for My Hero Academia, though uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be posting it today because there's two things we're going to talk about and I just want to see how long each of them takes. If they can both be done in one episode, then let's do it. If not, we'll make it into two. Thank you for joining us and see you guys very soon.